What's good, gamers? My name is Dr. Ryan Terrell, Psych Sensei here. Happy Thursday. We are one day away from Friday. And if you've noticed, I followed through on my word and I do not have any hair. And it is cold now in Arizona and it gives me time to wear my Pikachu beanie. And I'm super stoked about it. If you missed my shears to surpassing our goals, you can check that out on my Twitch channel. I did it live. It was cool. You know, the hangout with my team and talk about them and praise them and tell them how proud I am of them and their accomplishments and how much we were able to actually get done this season and how much I'm looking forward to the rest of the season that we have in store for us. If you guys want to root us on this weekend, we have our Sweet 16 winners bracket game. I hope will go well and I'm super excited for it. Anyway, I think today, continuing on our theme of patience and patience with the process, my goal is still to get to Platinum. But at the same time, my bigger goal is to learn how to play this game more competitively. I think I have been in the HOTS game for a while, but I haven't really played it competitively. Competitively. You know, I played it for fun. I played it with my friends. I played quick match. I know how it all works and how team comps kind of work. But at the same time, showing myself some grace and being a little more patient in the process of learning how to do everything in a competitive scene. It's kind of like playing poker with your friends at the weekend and then going to Vegas and learning how to play poker for real. I think that's kind of how the transition's been for me in my haunt journey versus like in my League of Legends career. It's been definitely seeing League of Legends from a more competitive angle instead of seeing it for fun or in a normies kind of way. It's really interesting to see that switch between like casual play and like competitive play. And I think that's something I'm learning right now in Years of the Storm is that like there's a difference in play and how you're supposed to play this game. I thought before it was really important to get kills and do flashy things and play the objective, but now thinking and watching more and learning more and trying to pick up more knowledge and experience of how to play it competitively, a very interesting journey to even switch my perspective on mindset and relearn and reteach myself a lot of things. The first time when I made it to Platinum, what I did was basically just play Raynor and just go for kills and try to play objectives. And I think what happened there was basically I just learned how to play that hero. He's changed a little bit since I've picked him up since that season. And I've realized too, my playstyle has changed since I've been playing Rainer for a really long time. Instead of just one-tricking that hero, I've been trying to learn this game a little bit more holistically. And you know what? I'm going to be real with you. Another piece of being patient this whole process is being patient with myself in learning. It's frustrating. Learning is frustrating and it is challenging at times. But at the same time, when you actually are able to execute what you've learned in real time, ugh, nothing sweeter, especially when you know that you're tilting your opponent because you're just hand over fisting them. The whole entire game that phrase saying it there sounds terrible but you know what i mean anyway really being patient with myself leaning into those uncomfortable feelings of man i'm losing so many games why am i losing watching other people's streams or watching youtube videos like wow i've never actually thought you could apply the same kind of wave holding or wave control and manipulation techniques that there are from other mobas to this game too and just learning how to adapt those skills to heroes of the storm in itself and being more conscious and being more aware of how the wave will be or where my opponents will be or using the minimap more it's really frustrating and sometimes it's challenging to really understand why things are happening and why is it feeling so bad and i think to where i am a lot of people are doing the same thing I'm doing. Maybe not paying attention. Maybe this really focusing on fighting. Not only am I learning things, but the people that I'm in games are also learning things. And not gonna lie, playing heroes like Murky and really enjoying the macro control, it's really fun. And I think it's a different style of game that I've been playing with other heroes like Lunara or Tychus that just want to go in and blow people up. So really thinking about the game holistically and more globally it's been such a fun challenge to rise to and learn about like i said i'll repeat sometimes the learning yo it's not fun 
at all. And it feels super bad, man. I literally won on a seven game, eight game losing streak. And I like sat down after that last game. I looked at myself and I was like, dude, what am I doing with my life? I've been playing this game for how many years now? And now I'm doing it in front of people and I'm just sucking so much D. And it just feels so bad. I'm feeling I'm not progressing. I'm feeling like I'm not going anywhere. I feel like I'm embarrassing myself in front of all these people online because I'm just inting it and running it down. And really, after that, I went online with my friend and we like played some, we won some. It's like, okay, maybe I'm not as bad as I think. At the same time, there are definitely things that need to learn, need to master before I can climb. And I think what also makes it kind of challenging is that I'll look at other people and I'll say, dang, why am I not that good? I've been playing this game this long too, but how come I'm not that good? And I think it was in that comparison or like that, oh, I shoulds or those things that I tell myself that made the learning process a lot more challenging and it made the game a lot less fun. Let's think about the things that are consistent. The only things that are consistent in this game is my ability to learn and my ability to pick up things and my ability to focus on executing the things that I am currently learning. The comparing, the other team, my other teammates, these are things that I may not be able to control or hey, the map changes every single game too. Trying to keep things as consistent as as possible and one of the most consistent things that I can keep is my mental and my mindset and the things that I'm thinking and as soon as I realize that I cannot control it anymore or I'm getting tilted or maybe my thoughts are running in places that maybe aren't as helpful I think that is a signal for me to take a break I am in the process right now I'm in the oven I am baking and that's okay there's a metaphor that I've heard once if anyone has been in elementary school or has an elementary school where they got to play with clay that they had to fire in a kiln, if you were to make a cup out of that clay, could that cup that you've just made out of clay hold water? The answer is yes, it could hold water. It's a functioning cup, but is it a good cup? The answer is no. And why? Well, it's because the clay is wet. If you do let the clay dry out and you try to put water in it, the clay would eventually like break down and the water would come out and it would just be all over your hands and it's no longer a cup. Instead, it's just a holder of leaky water. But what happens? What do you need to do to make sure that cup is able to hold water? Well, you gotta stick it into the kiln. Is the kiln nice? No, that bad boy goes up to like 3000 degrees Fahrenheit or whatever or Celsius. It gets really, really hot and it gets really, really dry. Why is this important though? I mean, if we're going to personify a cup or clay, how do you think it'd be to be in there in a 3000 degrees of Fahrenheit or Celsius? My guess is it's not fun. Let me tell you, living in Arizona in the summer, it's hot. It gets to like 110 maybe. It's a dry heat. It makes it a little different. I mean, coming from Hawaii and knowing what humidity is or even visiting Taiwan, and that's a whole nother level of humidity, let me tell you. But in Arizona, where it's a dry heat at 110, it sucks. Now, if I do some math, and that's only like, a thousand a hundred that's like what one hundredth of what it would feel like in that kiln as a piece of clay and i'm guessing that it's not fun but here's the thing what happens after the process of going into the kiln well what the kiln does is it removes all water and moisture out of that clay and making it super tough making it super durable making it so that's right it can now hold water but for the clay to get there, it needs to go through the trials and tribulations of the kiln and facing that 3000 degree heat to pull out all the moisture, to get out all the things that it needs to actually hold water. Sure, it can hold water, but you know what is better than something that just comes out of the kiln? Something that's painted and beautiful that just comes out of the kiln. And here's the thing, once you apply the paint, guess what you have to do? You gotta throw it back in the kiln. And here's the most interesting thing though. The thing that I found with pottery or ceramics and paint and clay is that sometimes when you put 
a paint on and you put it in the kiln, sometimes it changes a different color. I have a prime story. I, I Maybe I will definitely show you this piece of artwork because I think it's a uh, masterpiece. My parents are so proud of it. They put it on top of a shelf that everyone can see above the TV. And it's one of their favorite things to tell people that their son is super talented in art. It's a fun game. If you ever come to my house, my parents will ask, what is that? It's a fun game. I have three pieces of art that they'll ask, what is this? And everyone gets to guess what it is. And oftentimes everyone is wrong. And the first piece of art that goes with the story is one time I made an otter. It was a perfect otter, you know, lying on its back. It had like a, a nut or something circular on it just because it was going to eat the thing. I had it. Our class to give you like a magazine of reference. It's a super dope otter. It was on its back. It's got a nice little head. It's got like paws. It's holding the nut. And it's got like a nice little tail that kind of swoops around. I painted this thing brown. I swear it was brown when it went into the kiln. And the nut, I thought it was black. It was kind of brown. If you can imagine, it was a brown otter with like a brownish black nut. Painted on a cute little face with like whiskers. It wasn't really good. The face looks really jacked up, but it looked there. I put it into the kiln. Next week when I come back to art class, I look for my piece, dude. I'm looking for this little brown otter with a brownish black nut. I was looking through all the pieces and I couldn't find it because I couldn't see anything brown. And then all my friends or my classmates have taken their pieces of art. And then there's this pink thing like it's just pink like a naked mole rat pink like it's just pink like that better looking ryan it was pink i looked at my teacher and i'd be like yo it's pink and i painted it black and then she goes oh what color did you use and i brought her the tube and she's like oh well you see there's actually a reaction with this one when it goes into the kiln if you want to see the tile it looks like this and so she showed me all the tiles of the paints and colors and the names of the paints of how they changed in the kiln and i just looked at her and said it's pink <laughs> and so this day i have this pink otter that looks like a naked mole rat with a nut that's lying on its back in my house and my parents love it because it looks just stupid going back to the story of being patient through this process yo you may have an idea of what you need to learn or what you need how you need to grow and when you go through the process you may think you're gonna go and go get something brown but as soon as you go through that heat you go through the trials you're gonna come out pink and you know what maybe pink is exactly where you might have wanted to be brown might have wanted to be a black and brownish nut but you know what through the trials, you learned more instead of thinking of what you could have gotten. Now you're pink, you're much stronger, you're much more knowledgeable, exactly where you need to be. So even though I may have set my goal to be platinum at the end of my climb at the end of three weeks or two weeks after this week, you know what? Maybe I'll still be gold. Hell, maybe I'll still be silver. But you know what? I still have all the lessons that I needed to learn because I was patient. So today's plan, it's very simple. We're going to learn a shit ton. We're going to learn about macro. We're gonna learn about how to play this. And you know what? Honestly, because we're focusing on learning, we probably, more than likely, will slip back into gold. And here's the thing, you know, we're also trying to learn how to regulate ourselves into understanding and reframing that the slide backwards is not a personal thing. It's not because I suck. It's because I don't know anything. And you know what? The best part about not knowing anything is that there's always time to use your brain. I think the hardest part is that self-regulation piece of like, oh, this is not exactly where I want to go, but you know what? I'm going somewhere. There's a famous quote of, I'd rather be walking in the right direction than running in the wrong one. That's right. I'll say it one more time. I'd rather be walking in the right direction than running in the wrong 
my friends, do you find yourself just running? Just running and doing things, going on autopilot, but you don't really understand why you're doing them. That's what I'm trying not to do. I'd like to understand why I'm winning these games. Not just like, oh, I'm just better than these players. Or, oh, my teammates were just dunking on them. I would like to actually understand how I won the game. Like, how I won the game. Not how our team won the game. How, what did I do? Make sure that our team was in the best position. And because I'm playing like Lunara and Murky, I think it's what's cool about focusing on just these two heroes is that like, if I play Lunara, I know what positions that I want to put her in. And then honestly, I know the limitations of my champion. If I go in and just try to pop my Q and spread my attack, yo, that's that's honestly all I have to offer. The rest of the team needs to follow up and do something else because I am on a 10 to six second cooldown that I can't do anything. I can auto attack from the outside. I can do my best, but it's up to my team to follow and attack. I think the comeback mechanics in Heroes of the Storm are a little tilting. If you're on the other team and your team is doing really, really well and start throwing it, the comeback mechanics and um, XP gains from kills or time or what you can do when someone's dead, liking like 20, level 20, like it's like a, like a minute death timer. You have to understand what you want to do with these kills and how you can push your lead and here's the thing pushing your lead isn't getting more kills sometimes pushing your lead is clearing lanes sometimes pushing your lead is playing defense on objectives sometimes pushing your lead is getting camps we're playing for time so if you can really change your mindset about how we're playing and what you're playing for especially with your leads i think the easier the game becomes granted this is what I'm trying to learn and trying to teach myself. And I think sometimes it's really getting out of my own head and trying to focus on these smaller subtle things, then I need to win this game. I think I have attached a lot of meaning and a lot of value to winning instead of a lot of meaning and a lot of value to learning. And here's the junk thing too. Because learning doesn't feel good, we oftentimes don't go out of our way. I mean, when's the times that you are supposed to learn when you're losing? Because what you're doing isn't working. Thus, you have to go back and try to figure out what is that secret thing that you need to learn to continue to progress. Because if you just realize, like, I'm dying, then the solution is stop dying. Well, I mean, I wish it was that simple. We could just say, like, okay, just stop dying and then just do it. But here's the question. How are you dying? When are you dying? What's causing you to die? Are you aware of when you're about to die? Or does this dying kind of happen to you? I think for me personally, when I found that I've been dying a lot, it's when, one, people start typing to me and start telling me how I'm playing bad. I think that tilts me and then I play worse. I think also I start dying a lot when my team starts dying a lot because I feel like I need to start picking up their slack and have to do some crazy outplay because my team is so far behind. But instead, after watching all these videos of pro players, what I found is when other people start dying, they play more safe and start looking of small advantages or ways to get back into the game, getting more XP, finding camps, getting a pick, playing with the team, extending at a safe distance, not trying to push too hard. And those are things that I need to internalize too, because oftentimes when I die, it's because I'm trying to compensate for my friends or I try to save them. They get into sticky situations and picked out. And instead of going with them and also dying with them, what I'm trying to do is trying to like, oh, just ping retreat and find a safe place for myself if I can't save them. Now, if I can save them and deal some damage, okay. But if the fight looks pretty doomed, like it's a one on four or two on four, then I'm a little less apt to go. Maybe as a murky, I'll try to body block and just take one for the team and they can sing my songs as a spooge on them and die. But if I'm playing a more heavier, champion or hero like lunara or varian maybe i won't do that because it's important that i live winning is great don't get me wrong winning is great for mental winning is great to show you that you've been improving and what you're implementing is working however how often do you really go back on your wins to be like okay what did i do to really win 
Or is it oftentimes you win and be like, I played really well. Wins are great, but the lessons and the learning that comes from winning, they're hard to see because you just maybe are blinded by that good feeling that you've won. Maybe that you're just celebrating the fact that you were able to implement these skills. Maybe you don't even go back to watch the films of how you want, so you can't continue to replicate that thing. Also, to, you need to remember that winning and improvement through that definition is not linear. Because you could be going and practicing and really picking up the skills you need to learn to win, but maybe for you individually, there's something that is getting masked by that win that you need to go back and learn because maybe you go on this fat winning streak and then you go on this fat losing streak. Like, I don't know what's happening. I was winning just five games ago. What's happening? And then that can be kind of hard because again, you don't really understand what you're doing. I'm not saying that winning is bad because winning is great. At the same time, for learning, winning isn't always great. That's all I'm trying to say. For feels, for the mental, for the emotions, yo, winning is amazing. And I think that comes to another question. Is ending on a win better or ending on a loss better? Patience through the process. That is the whole theme of this. So as always, thank you guys for hanging out and coming and talking stories. As always, my name is Dr. Ryan Sorrell, your psych sensei. Teach you how to think, play, and slay, baby. One day, one game, one patient lesson at a time. All right, friends, take it easy. Mwah. Big kisses. Shoots. Peace. Bye.